heavy metal culture clash with Geoff Thorpe from Vicious Rumors and Thomas Metal Moser from Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Rock and roll. Do you have your headphones on? <laughs> Everything good? It's incredible. We're back. Back in the sound check. Sound check. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Let's do it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back with yet another edition of the Heavy Metal Culture Clash. Who would have thought that this is the Mexican edition? We just <laughs> loaded up on Mexican food here for the dinner. And uh, Jeff, my big metal hero who sits across uh, the table from me, he's, uh, he had to do another shot of tequila extra because, you know, you know being metal, you got to do twice. In the name of duty. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so full. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. What do you know about Mexican heavy metal? Because I don't know shit. Uh, you know, there's a huge... Uh, in California, there's a massive... Our Mexican brothers, uh, Spanish brothers are uh, really rocking hard. Like, we just did a gig in LA not too long ago. Um, we're too uh, largely... I'd say about 90% was uh, a Mexican-Spanish really? audience. Nice one. And uh, they were just rocking hard, man. I can't think of any Mexican band, though. Uh, just off the top of my head, yeah. uh, James Rivera from Hellstar. Sure, yeah. Those guys, uh, and James leading the way uh, for many years now. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I know Molotov, but that's not metal. Okay. <laughs> it's only uh, rock. Yeah, um, that guy from the Bullet Boys. He looked um, Hispanic, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But, you know. Um, What's this yeah. guy from Hyrex? Caton uh, dependent. He's not. He's not Mexican. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Oh, man. But you know those guys. Uh, you know James. I was just just actually had a nice phone call with him right before I headed over, and you know he was also in in VR for the Warball album. Right. And uh, right. Yeah. And uh, he's. Uh, did he beg to come back? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jeff. Take me. He did. No, 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 no. Man, he's got a great thing going with uh, Hellstar, and he really fits great. In yeah, that, in that with that music, and you know, that's his that's his baby. Like VR is my baby, but, yeah, but, but yeah. we we worked very well together. I mean, we're also like brothers, you know. So we, you know, we've had some intense uh, clashes too. But <laughs> but uh, you know what, man? We've always uh, we've always worked really well together. We made a great album together, and uh, uh, so you never know. We have a big family, and you know, our family's big in VR. We we're big on. We'll do reunions. We'll have bring people back. We, you know, when you, you kick people out, you bring them back. We kick them out. We bring them back. We we'll, we start a few families. We rip a few apart. <laughs> you know, it's just it's yin and yang, man. Oh, just for everybody who's tuning in the first time, uh, this is a podcast about not just it's called heavy metal culture clash. It's not just about heavy metal. It's about hard music and rock music and stuff in general that we we touch upon. And uh, uh, Jeff Thorpe is a mastermind of vicious rumors. And uh, Mr. Bad English over here on this side is uh, Thomas Mellon Moser. We're located here and we're based here in Munich uh, for all the right and wrong reasons. I mean, for Jeff. Uh, Jeff, come on. How did you wash up here in the middle of Bavaria? Go tell those people again. Because for me, it's still unreal facing you <laughs> while talking to you. Uh, for, you know, first, the first thing was the white sausage. Um, <laughs> the, the second thing was the uh, Erdiner uh, beer. <laughs> um let's see the third thing was the uh the dark sauce and uh <laughs> no man i you know i love it here man i've I've always loved germany in general come and, on tell uh, it say it say it 
Say the word. Say the word. It's pussy. Oh. <laughs> well, Thomas, you are what you eat. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Are uh, you a current member of Steel Panther? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Guys, you know my number. So if <laughs> if the opportunity is there, you never know. Oh man. I'm I'm an equal opportunity guy. You know, like I've always <laughs> I've always loved the heavy, uh, the darker, I, you know, I, I kind of gravitate towards the heavier side of metal. Yep. But I also have always loved just like arena acts and big shows and uh, just in- incredible presentations, you know, yeah, yeah. Pe- people that just maybe, uh, you know, someone like... Or, you know, of course, an obvious one would be someone like David Bowie, who was just so charismatic yeah. in anything he did yeah. and so many styles. So, like, for me, you know, even though I sort of came out of the birth of thrash from the Bay Area yeah. with all Metallica and Exodus, Death yeah, Angel, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. bands, you know, like my – I was also from the old school before that and still embraced those kind of things. And just – I thought, you know, if I could make Vicious Rumors more like – I know a uh, Led Zeppelin or, you know, like this, you know, bands like Queen and yeah. Led Zeppelin that yeah. were just these monoliths of entertainment, you know, that could do it all. But I, I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's but, funny because when, since you mentioned the big arena shows, I mean, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm old too, so I'm a sucker for that as well. But the funny thing is, and the amazing thing is that uh, there are bands that – tend to go young bands that tend to go back to this AOR kind of rock style. And uh, I really, really love what they are doing. I mean, talking about WET, uh, which just got soda. I mean, he's not, he's not a young guy, but still, then you have this guys from heat. You have uh, a band called the night flight orchestra. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. I've heard of that, but I don't, I'm not familiar, man. Those guys could be like journey. And oh, they wow. are like Journey or Asia or whatever you had. They have this spirit mm-hmm. in those records. And those guys are actually from Soilwork, from these uh, Swedish heavy metal bands. Oh, yeah. Which is which is really, really uh, hardcore. But they, they have this love for this kind of AOR music. And, uh, and they celebrate this. And they have four records out. And uh, this is a really, it's something like like I would love to feature because they're so good. Okay. And uh, they have four records out and the last two records I've heard. Uh, that's where I stumbled across them. And it's a perfect 80s spirit of this arena style brand music. They have music that is actually, I, I thought it's, this is not existent anymore, but it exists again. It's incredible to discover that again. Totally, totally. And they do it so well, so yeah. well. That uh, you have to go and see shows if you can. They're going to be here in December in Europe. We're we're there, dude. Absolutely. I mean, you finish your 48 shows in 47 days tour. (laughs) Right. And you be here in time to watch the Night Flight Orchestra. We talk about your tour later, I guess. Okay. Okay. This is is something I I actually wanted to mention last time already because they are so good. And it's, I'm, I'm happy. To discover, you know, young bands that I actually like. Oh, I, you know, because in our day and age, and, and, and you know, for me, it's it's kind of hard to to like new stuff. But uh, those guys, they do it. It's a pleasure when you discover something like that. Like a band that isn't, I wouldn't say they're new anymore, but you know, like we're we've, I think we've touched on them before. But like Ghost, yeah, like, like what they're doing, yeah. 
they're I think they're kind of still considered a new band. Yes, yeah, sort of. Pretty much, people are kind of discovering them all the time. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they they also have this like kind of refined kind of songwriting style that reminds me of you know a much older time. It is. It is. Um, I, I don't know how to do it because there's a there's a lot of pop in Ghost, and uh, it's all there for the for all the right reasons. Uh, pretty much because. Yeah. They tend to play with this and uh, exaggerate uh, all those 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 choruses and everything. So sometimes you think it's a mixture of of ABBA and Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, I, I know ah. what you mean. But like, yeah. it, but in a some, but in in they just do it in a way with their delivery. Like I don't know, it's I trip out on those guys. Right, it's uh, funny. It's funny because a couple of years ago, I mean, they've been touring with Iron Maiden ever since. And the last tour Maiden did, not a tour actually before that, the, the last greatest hits tour uh, Maiden did before the, the recent one, the actual one. It was 2013 or 14. I don't remember. Hmm. And Ghost was in the, uh, was there as a special guest. People didn't understand. They didn't, they had no idea. It was the second record for Ghost. So it was before Meliora, before their breakthrough record. Okay. And so, the, you know, I was there and I looked at them and I was like, dude, what are you trying to tell me? You know, what is this? And I didn't understand that. Then I understood it. Then with Meliora, I I I I just understood what they were up to, and then the songwriting became so good. Yeah. So, so it was like you know, it was just uh, you needed to 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 listen to that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and the I don't know how they perform in those masks. They they just look so suffocating, <laughs> like uh, well that stuff they wear. But uh, it's true. But I love the show. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. they had they had a female guitarist in the last tour. You can't even. It doesn't even matter, yeah, male, female. No. It's just like it doesn't even come through. Whether it's, did, I mean, can you even tell? That I it's saw a the woman? curve, so I was like, "Oh, okay. must be a woman." <laughs> Otherwise, it would be like a a total misleading of <laughs> okay. of everything. You know, you got to cover. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, how did we get there? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Young bands. No, no. Uh, arena shows. No, that's not what we wanted to talk about. Actually. That's that's why they call it beer. That's true. But we <laughs> need to take a step back from all the fun effects of uh, metal and rock music and talk about uh, people who passed away just recently. Surprisingly. Yeah. Out of the blue. Into the dark, pretty much. And uh, Vinnie Paul was the first one. That's, yeah. Brothers in arms, man. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, Vinnie. Um, I think Vinnie for me was uh, a typical Texan. Can you say that? Yeah, yeah. Because he was hard. Everything was with, done with heart. And he, he would like be like, you know, like a redneck in, but, in the most yeah. positive way. No, exactly. Like uh, he was uh, a very, uh, he had a kind of a generous kind of quality to him. Like, I don't know. He just came across like he was a good guy. I mean, I didn't know him that well, but the times that we did meet, um, he was very gracious. And uh, man, just when I think about the loss of, of Dimebag and now Vinny, it's just, whoa. It's, yeah, listen, listen to this. Listen it's to heavy. This. Hey, what's up? This is Chad. And this is Vinny Paul. And we're from Hell Yeah! <laughs> and you're getting your head banged with Tough Stuff and Thomas Muser and Ruben Schlutz-Frolik. <laughs> yeah! So those guys had fun all the time. I mean, it was on the tour bus sometimes <laughs> back, way back then. I mean, that was great, man. <clears throat> great to hear that. And uh, yeah, Hell Yeah was a good band. The first, the first thing actually, besides all the uh, the sadness that came into my mind, was that this Pantera reunion is not going to happen now forever. Oh yeah, no. and I thought I thought it was that close actually that that those guys were talking. I think those guys were talking. They were talking. There was big big money. Oh floating. yeah, yeah, sure. And that would have uh, 
uh, the three original guys and Zach yeah. would yeah. would have flied. I mean, yeah, that, that would have oh, yeah. that would have worked mm, totally. At, at the, but at the same time, yeah, that train is gone now for sure. I mean, so. Vinny died of a heart attack, and uh, I know he had a book about cooking out. He he was uh, he loved life. Absolutely, and, and <laughs> to, to put it like that, and not southern, in a druggy way. Southern cooking is not about being healthy. No, no. <laughs> so that's true. I don't know. He was just a guy who he just lifted up. Yeah, and I I don't know, but I I don't think he, he took drugs. He he left too young. Yeah, too young, man. Yeah, yeah. and also you know, of course, a, a big shocker is uh, our brother Mark from Melinda Road. Uh, you you knew him. I I read about his death, and I was like. Okay, yeah, but I didn't really know him. Manila Road and and Vicious Rumors kind of started off around the same time. Yeah, um, he he actually had a couple years on me, but um, one of the one of the few to do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we started off uh, on U.S. Metal Three together. Uh, Mike Varney's uh, mix of guitar guys and stuff, and uh, I've done gigs with them, you know, throughout the years. Really super, what a, just a great guy and a warm person to be around. Like just fuck, he just. There's no explanation for that. You can't say a bad thing about the guy. He's just a great, very nice guy, super talented guitar player, Um, tragic loss. But, you know, talk about, uh, you know, going out with your boots on, man. Just played a badass festival, head, yeah. headlining the festival, head ba- headbangers open air. Yeah, yeah. And then that was it. The next morning you wake up dead. And that's it. It was over. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Just, just like that. It's really sad. It's scary, you know, because um, you know, we, we've touched on this before, man. Rock and roll is 80 and heavy metals, you know, 65. And uh, Damn. Don't uh, make me feel that old. Yeah. And that means you're... 72 no (laughs) no i'm sorry no that's that's not right no 68 is fine (laughs) thomas is a strapping young lad (laughs) thank you very uh, much are you are you older than james hetfield let's see i believe i am oh man okay i believe so think but but just just barely but not okay good just barely. I was just wondering. Uh, since I saw you, though, I had the pleasure of uh, going to the concert here in Munich. Yeah. And actually getting to visit with James a little bit. And, yeah. And usually I, I see Kirk Hammett. Yeah, yeah, him and yeah. I have kind of friends and stuff and end up you know, having more conversations with him. So it had been actually years since we'd actually talked in person. And uh, it was a, that was a, a real thrill to do that. Uh, what, what do you guys talk about? Well, we were just, you know, we were just, what did we talk about? God, I don't know. That was pretty, uh, <laughs> you know, we just talked about, you know, hey, you know, great to see each other. Uh, man, you're still looking good. You know, I mean, like, hey, you know, survivors. And for me, I just, you know, congratulated him on yeah. this like monolithic success. And, uh, and he congratulated me on, you know, still going strong and my epic failure. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just. Uh, no, no, no. is not a failure. No, of no. course not. Of course not. But when you just look, it's just funny to think that you know your buddy from uh, the Bay Area became the biggest band in the world. Yeah, but it depends you know? how you measure success. But and so uh, you know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, well, but the, truth to be told, obviously I, I went to the show as well. Uh, I just didn't get the backstage pass for because I didn't perform sexual favors for which somebody. was the requirement. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, I thought that Metallica was uh, good. Yeah. It's better than expected. I thought they were too. Really but good. But I thought they were getting a little bit slower in all everything that they did. A little bit more, you know. Oh, oh. You know, not running around anymore and be a, just a little bit, you well, know, be a little bit older, be a little bit, I don't know. Yeah. That's well, what I found because in contrary to that, I went to see Iron Maiden and they are older than everybody in Metallica. Yeah. And they're still more, you know, viable. And uh, this show just blows Metallica off the stage. Wow. Okay. So I haven't I'm, seen Maiden oh, yet this seriousness. year and I'm dying to see him. Oh, man. You can't, it doesn't get any better except for Judas Priest. Now, Judas, Judas Priest wasn't better, but he was as good in their, in their own ways. That's but, cool. uh, but Maiden, <sighs> incredible. Yeah. The fountain of youth, somehow. Bruce yeah. Dickinson. He's like a, 20. He's like an athlete. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, man. For the way, like his combination of stage presence, energy, and the quality of his voice still yeah. is unmatched really, yeah. in heavy metal for and, uh, someone and, that's been around that long. And uh, the, the stereotype of all his masks and, and uh, theatralics that he does. <laughs> it's still so stupid, but yeah. I love it. It Me just too. belongs there. Me now, too, it, was, it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowingly good, though. Yeah, I only saw some video clips from some people that were at the shows, but uh, Badass, Love Maiden, and Metallica was great, too. And, uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, it's just we're entering the the end of error, you yep. know, where we're losing people. Yep. Um, this you, is you lose the first if, if the, you, the original if you concept, love yeah. heavy metal and you and you want to support it then you better go out and see it right now <laughs> like some of these bands you know like a lot of these classic bands have been around a long time you just never know when but it's that, over but it's one thing that I'm I don't know I've, I have two hearts beating in my chest because you know you guys do you celebrate 30 years of uh, Digital Dictator me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is which is fine you know it's a celebration of a of a milestone record on the other hand i would rather have people go and discover new bands in order to keep metal alive before they go and get out and and, and see those old bands for the 30th time obviously you want to go see made you know obviously you want to go and celebrate 30 years of a, of a record you've you've just listened to it day in day out yeah on the other hand Mm-hmm. I want people to pay attention in new bands. And it's hard because I'm the, I make the same mistake. Yeah. I value older and familiar stuff more than I'm trying to do uh, to discover new stuff. Yeah, well, you know, and the problem is of course it's always a matter of opinion, but the there has to be the new bands that are good enough to want to go out and see. That's true. <laughs> so that's That's true. That's part of the problem because I'll I'll put the Digital Dictator show up against any of these new bands. Yes. Yes. And uh I guarantee you're going to go home with a mouthful of metal. <laughs> you're absolutely right. What's the problem? <laughs> what is the problem? The problem is the the young bands. There are some good young bands though. But they're do they hold the quality level of the bands in the from the 80s when they were young back then? That's a good question. Or, you know, do do we perceive it the same? You know what I mean? That there's that too. So uh, No, we don't. We, we don't. don't. No, we don't. We don't. Especially well, especially for people like us. You know, you we've been in the industry a long time. Uh we've we've been there, we've seen it all. I mean, you've you've inter- interviewed some of the top names in the business for years now. Like like just for example, like what's some of the 
tell me like something that was like the craziest thing or one of the weirdest things that that happened to you during one of these interviews. Like, can you can you share that with our listeners? Oh, well, this guy. It's it's not as crazy as it might sound, but I've never I've only seen it once and I've never seen it again. This guy from Skid Row. Okay. It wasn't Rachel. It was the other guitarist back then. Okay. We had an interview backstage at the concert venue in Munich, and he got tattooed while he was doing the interview. So everything you had, you had you had the needle of it. You're back, I'm like, okay, dude, can you actually? Oh yeah, it's okay. Yeah, blah blah. It's all good, you know. Blah blah. Uh, so you know, stuff like that used to happen. Okay, uh, that's pretty rock, I guess. There is a. I don't know. Was I, he handling it pretty well, or was he like, oh god? No, no, no. He was like, he was like, something would itch him or something. You know? Yeah. Like, that was just that was just really one of my earlier interviews. So uh, that was pretty pretty crazy. Well, you have Marilyn Manson, obviously, who gets up during during a twenty minute interview has to get up twice in order to go to a special dark room and do something, then uh, come back and be a lot more happier oh. <laughs> than before. But it was cool. It was four o'clock in the afternoon. And his backstage room was just dark. Like it was oh. 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And uh, it was still one of the best interviews I had. I, I interviewed him twice. And the first time it was like, I didn't know him. I didn't know how he was. And, and, and this, this girl was there, did a fantise. She was hanging out there too during the interview. So that was, that was kind of kind of awkward situation. But the second time, his new girlfriend was there, and she was like 19 years old, and she came in and out of the room, so it was a lot, lot looser. And he was, Marion was just, just in a better mood, and uh, I had to try his own absinthe. Okay. Where he drank 10 glasses, after I had one sip, and I went blind for a minute. Oh, and, uh, man. <coughs> Gesundheit. Danke. <laughs> so that was, that, was, uh, that was cool, but I have, to, I have to think, you know, most of the stuff nowadays is professional. Yes. People are professional now. I had an interview with Doro once after a show, uh, and uh, the whole band was in the room. It was a pretty big room, though. And we were standing separately in a, in a corner, and we were talking, and uh, all of a sudden, Doro goes up. You know, she gets up, she jumps up, he walks over to her boys, and she goes like, dudes, I'm doing a fucking interview here, so you better keep your mouth shut. And you could hear a pin needle dropping in this room from yeah, that right? moment on, you know. And she goes like, and she comes back like, oh, what was that? Blah, 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 blah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> She's going. And this is just like this kind of professionalism that is there and that makes stuff boring, but it makes stuff working. Yeah. You know, so. Well, you know, it's funny. that It's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, being a band leader and just a metal fan and a, and a metal freak and a metal head all in one has kind of put me in like at odds with myself sometimes like yeah. because I need the band yeah. to, to be professional <clears throat> I need them to you know I want to count on them to do that yeah. but if they were if they were just normal all the time if they didn't fucking do some crazy shit all the time I wouldn't have half these stories to talk about <laughs> you know what I mean it's like when I look back on some of the crazy stuff that's happened you know, or whatever, or just, or even if some of the stuff that's not so crazy, just, I mean, it, it makes for a story, you know, it makes for the adventure in life. And sometimes the, when, when something are as artistic as rock and metal and, you know, the music industry gets sort of a compartment, yeah. comp uh, compartmentalized, <laughs> uh, 
you know, we, it's good to have a little craziness just to keep it exciting and just to have the stories. But at the same time, like if you're the one that's responsible for the business side of it, then how much of a band is a band when you, when you, when you start and then let's say when you're 15 years into it, are you still a band? Is it still the same in the beginning as it is, as it was in the beginning or does stuff turn and change? Those guys from Motley Crue, they were on stage, and when they walked off stage, they headed into four different directions, most likely. Yeah. Because they were not talking to each other, really. And nobody talks to Vince Neil anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, so what is this chemistry like? Does it change over the years? Is it good, bad? Is it, is it better because you're more familiar with each other, or is it worse because, you, because you're more familiar with each other? Uh, you know, I, I've gone through both sides of that and i much prefer when we have like everybody's like family like you know and yeah. and like right now i got a great lineup in the band we work well together we have fun together and it's it's so much better like that because this isn't you know this is a hard industry you know besides that hour and a half on stage you know the, the other 23 yeah. 23 and a half hours yeah. you know is not so easy all the time uh, to <laughs> say the least and um so when you're brothers, when you're out there with your brothers and you can kind of joke about the hard times and let, you know, make, bring each other up a little bit, help each other out. That's just way better than, uh, of course, in through all the years, you know, you have little clashes with people or whatever, but for the most part, man, we in, in VR, it's always been like a real brotherly kind of thing where like, you know, we're trying to help each other and trying to have fun together. You but know? You, you told me, you know, you, there's one, another original member in VR and that's, uh, uh, your drummer, Larry. And you told me that he's like a, a special kind of guy. He's an animal. <laughs> uh, you know, he's an entertainer. I mean, he entertains people and, uh, you know, that's kind of like, even like that's, Sometimes on a lot of times on the tours, man, like we'll take on a little extra. Someone's going to do this and this. Someone's going to do this and that. Be responsible for this and that. And let's yeah. let's work together and this and that. And then, but Larry's job is basically just entertain those people, bro. <laughs> just do your thing when you get done, you know, playing. And just meet meet him at the merch booth and just keep him happy, man. And he and he does an incredible job. Oh yeah, you know he's he's an animal. He's the kind of guy that we've been doing this partners in crime, man, for a long time. And yeah. So like we've uh we've had our ups, we've had our downs, um, but we're brothers. So when you when you clash with people and you can't get back to and you, and that's the end of it, yeah. then you weren't really brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because if you're brothers, you can survive things. Yeah. And then true. you you come back together as brothers. Yeah. And and Larry is my brother, for sure. Yes, you know, funny thing, speaking about brothers, uh I had this guy here a couple of weeks ago, uh, Rich Robinson. He he was the guitarist of the Black Crows. Mm -hmm. He's got this new band, the Magpie Salute. And we're talking. I've never met this guy. And uh, and uh, we talked about, you know, the Magpie Salute and, and everything. <laughs> and he goes off, he goes like, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't have a brother anymore. My brother is an asshole. You know, we haven't talked in years and blah, blah, blah. Man, he went off on his brother, Chris Robinson, you know, the okay. singer of the Black Crows. Right. Just talking about that. So there's brothers, there's real brothers to fight. Oh yeah, like a motherfucker. Damn, I, I, you know he wasn't he wasn't really going off on it like full of hate, but he was like, dude, that's just the way it is. He's an asshole. Period. Okay. You know, <laughs> I was yeah. like, mm, what am I going to say now? <laughs> so you um, know, 
I mean, uh, also, also the dynamic of playing in bands together, you know, and, yeah. you know, and like, so those guys had it even tighter yeah. because they've got the same parents, same yeah. relatives, yeah. you know? So yeah, that's, that's a heavy thing. You know, it's like, that's like, you know, working and living with someone, you know, it's a lot to do together. How do we get from talking about brothers and fights to Judas Priest? I gotta tell you, man, I saw them. I, I, I didn't know if you saw the, the tour now. I haven't seen this year, no. Man, they were good. All right, man. They were good. That's great to hear. And Rob Halford could sing. And he sang way better than before. I wonder if there's some technical stuff in there, but I don't care. I just, I just no, don't man, care. he's just, he's, he's the man. man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he the, the gayest heavy metal grandpa that I've <laughs> ever encountered, but he's good. And yeah. I loved it. It was really good. And, you know, it's just, Priest looks different, you know. You, know, yeah. you look, look at him and you have, you have Richie Faulkner to your left, guitarist, and you have Andy Sneap to your right, and uh, Ian is uh, still in the back uh, playing bass. But those two guitarists are differently, obvi obviously. It looks differently. It's like, except, you know, it's of course. not the same band anymore. But the sound was classic. Yeah. And Richie Faulkner is really good. You know, Man. he's he's one of the guys that, like stepped into priest and his style of guitar playing is just so like, I don't know. It's just perfect for Judas priest. I don't know. I just think that guy does an, such an incredible job. I mean, if you're, you I know, couldn't, I couldn't even tell because I'm not a guitarist, Yeah, but you see him and he goes like, you know, he does all the poses when he goes like, and he has like, you know, the devil's horns up while he was playing a solo and whatever. And it's just, Yeah, but he's a and his style Crazy. though fits Priest like a glove. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. You know, like some some bands when they get people, it really changes things. And like you know, that's when yeah, uh, and that's okay too. But I mean, I think uh, Richie Faulkner really was the right guy for that job. You know, you know, before the, I talked to him before the show, and uh, but before this whole interview, I didn't listen to Firepower. I listened more to Redeemer of Souls. Because it was the first record that he did with Priest. Mm -hmm. And I just found out that the guitar sound on this, on this record just sucks. It's so bad. I got to say that the <sighs> new one is so much better. Oh, totally, totally. The, I don't know what they did. The it's Firepower album is so much better than Redeemer of Souls. It is classic Priest. Yeah. Totally classic. Uh, I mean, I love this, this uh, what is Flamethrower. Mm -hmm. Man, I love this riff. And yeah, I had to ask, like, yeah, you came up with the riff. And he said, like, Glenn Tip. And Glenn Tipton was there too. He yeah. played. He played in the encore. I guess he's. Oh. I guess he's on tour with the band. He's. Yeah. He's playing a few sh songs at every show, and that's fantastic. I think he wanted to do Wacken. Yeah, because uh, they, he was there too, and so he did Vienna. He did Munich, and then I think next sub was already Wacken. Yeah, and so maybe he, he he just traveled along with them. Yeah, he can't. He he and the U.S. tour that uh, they just did with Saxon and Black Star Riders, he came out every night, played a couple songs. So that that's great, man. I mean, it's just, it's hard. Just uh, you know, I'm looking at the same kind of situation, man. We've been doing this now 40 years. Yeah. Touring doesn't get any easier. No, you know, we we basically take our life in our hands every time we go on stage at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's, that's no Especially joke. Especially you. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> This is one time I'm not joking. <laughs> But, you know. I kind of laugh, though. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we have a massive tour coming up. Uh, 46 shows in 47 days. No, it's in. But seriously, it's in like 50 <laughs> days. It's four off days in seven weeks. And it's like, like we're just going to try to do this endurance thing. We're going to document it. Do you, do you go 
one time across the continent or like one time up and back? We, we kind of go, uh, we start in Northern California, go north, uh, up through Oregon, Washington, and yeah. to Va- Vancouver. Yeah. Back down, over, head over to the Midwest, yeah. back up to Canada, three, four more shows. Yeah. Back down through the Great Lakes, Chicago, down through Atlanta, uh, back Acro- then, uh, across okay, the Midwest, okay, yeah. and then back to like you know Kansas City, working our way back Colorado, back to California, and then go down into Arizona, into Texas, and then back loop through California again. So it's it's a crazy hard tour, but I'll tell you what, man, we put together a great show. We're gonna go and we're gonna do this. We're gonna document it. And if you support heavy metal, if you, uh, you know, our fans out there, come on out, come on <laughs> out and see us, give us some heavy metal love. And, uh, we're going to give it right back to you tenfold. <laughs> and, uh, you know, originally we had planned to come to Europe immediately yeah. after that. Uh, but that's been pushed back to April now, but it's, yeah, but you, it's, you need your holiday in New York, Rio, Tokyo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, uh, three-fourths of the dates are booked now, and we'll be announcing that real soon on, right. our, on our websites and social media. But uh, excited to do that tour. Uh, we've been working with some great people. Uh, All That Shreds, Metal Chaos is our sponsors. And um, Hang on. This is not where's, – where's my money? And, and of is course, this product uh, placement? Where's my money? <laughs> I want my share. And, of course, the Rock Antenna. <laughs> rock Antenna. Who is that guy? Rock Antenna. This guy, this guy, is a, is that a guy? Big, it's, it's like you imagine him to be. He's a big, bald, bodybuilding guy. Okay. You know, all a hell of a voice. Yeah, he's got like, rock on yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a hell of a voice. <laughs> His name is Hardy. <laughs> Dude, we're done. Okay. For, for today. Man, that was quick. We were all over the place on this episode. We didn't even talk about like the worst shit ever happened and... It was like an episode of Seinfeld. We just... It, <laughs> it's a show about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the show about? It's about nothing. Yeah. It's about heavy metal nothing. It's about heavy metal. It's about beer. Great to be here, Thomas. Prost. Prost, my friend. I'll see you again next time. You and bet. you guys, you better listen to us next time. Hear you then. Bye-bye. Heavy Metal Culture Clash. Subscribe to our channel for more heavy rock and metal podcasts. 